is Express FM. Supported by Southern Co-op. We are passionately Pompey. The performances of late just have not been good enough. You don't need me to tell you how the Fratton Park faithful feel about full time. Pure, unadulterated Pompey. Danny hasn't done it himself. The players need to perform on the pitch. We know these players are good enough. Action and reaction. There's the equaliser. Slow motion. It finds its way the bottom corner. The new incoming manager needs to be able to deliver success quickly. Giving Pompey fans a voice. We've got to get out of this division and into the championship. Come on, let's show some ambition. Get us a name. Let's get Pompey out of League One. It's been too long. This is the Football Hour. I cannot highlight how important this next two, three weeks are for the future of this football club. Pompey's search for a new head coach continues and a win wouldn't go amiss either. And they're driving forward. Here's Charles. If he looks up, there's a great chance for Williams. He's through a goal and he scores for Bolton. Pompey were careless from a set piece and Bolton goes straight up the other end. Bolton won Porter nil. The Blues defeated in the Papa John's Trophy at Bolton Wanderers on Tuesday night by one goal to nil as they exit the competition at the quarter-final stage. Between now and 7 o'clock, we'll hear the post-match thoughts of interim boss Simon Bassey. We'd never really quite stepped up enough. They got in between us a little bit and I thought we was off it with our energy. And Pompey fans, do you fancy going back to Bolton? The Blues are back at the University of Bolton Stadium this weekend, just four days after that trophy tie with the Trotters on Tuesday night. This time, it's League One matters on the agenda for Simon Bassey and his team. We'll also hear his pre-match thoughts, which include how important some of these members of the squad are to his side. I think most teams in this league, if you put Owen Dow and Clark Robinson in, it will get better. So yeah, positives to have them two back and we should help us hopefully come the weekend. We'll also have two more Blues fans on the show over the course of the next 60 minutes or so to give their opinions on the Blues performance in midweek as well as to preview what is to come in the coming few days at Fratton Park. We'll also delve into the names that have been rumoured to take charge of the Blues as the search for that head coach delves even deeper. It's another show you will not want to miss, so stick around and stay tuned for yet another instalment of the Football Hour. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. Sponsored, of course, by Stagecoach across the South. You can visit their website right now, stagecoachbus.com, for even more information on the services they can provide to you in your area. So, as I mentioned, between now and 7 o'clock, the post-match debrief from the midweek defeat to Bolton Wanderers at the University of Bolton Stadium in the Papa John's Trophy. We'll hear the post-match comments of Simon Bassey and the pre-match thoughts of Simon Bassey as the Blues prepare to take on Bolton Wanderers yet again. Another away trip to the University of Bolton Stadium awaits the Blues tomorrow afternoon. Their second trip to the ground in a matter of just four days. On the way, between now and 7 We'll get the thoughts of Simon Bassey. We'll get the thoughts of my two guests this evening. And we also want to hear from you back home as well, the Pompey faithful. Get in touch all the usual ways. 81400 is our text number. Start your messages with the word express. You can email sport at expressfm.com, tweet using at expressfm, or visit facebook.com forward slash 
Pompey live. So Pompey still without a new head coach. Who would you like to see appointed at the helm at Fratton Park? What do you think the score will be tomorrow when the Blues take on Bolton Wanderers? And is Josh Oluwimi ready to step up to start in goal for Pompey for a league game? That is, of course, after Josh Griffiths was recalled by his parent club, West Bromwich Albion, just a few days ago. As I just mentioned, all the ways to get involved between now and 7 o'clock. But before we go any further with this evening's edition of the Football Hour, let's remind ourselves of what happened last time Pompey went to Bolton. Everything we do is passionately Pompey. A wonderful goal! Every second of the action is right here. Chilton scores! 90 minutes of passionately Pompey commentary. He scored! This is... You want to believe it! Pompey Live. We get things underway and here we go. We bring you every Pompey game live, home and away. And Swanson just needs to be careful at the back here. And he wasn't that careful. And it's been won by Bolton and they're driving forward. Here's Charles. If he looks up, there's a great chance for Williams. He's through on goal and he scores for Bolton. Pompey were careless from a set piece. And Bolton goes straight up the other end. Swanson might have been the hero on Saturday. But he's allowed Charles to outmuscle him. Bolton won Porter nil. Nice touch from Bodvast and Chungerson to the penalty area. Two to eight four. And Raggett is well successful in his challenge. He had to win the ball and he got enough of it, even though the player is down as well. There is no penalty awarded. And there's space over on the left for Bolton. Chanson to break it towards the penalty area. Swanson needing to do some defending. Will the effort come in? Challenge comes in from Morel, can't win, it's still there for Bolton, shot is blocked and Pompey should be able to scramble it clear. Still Bolton on the attack, still causing problems, drilled across, not great from Ogilvy, blocked, slid half away and then it would have gone in the back of the net if it wasn't for a brilliant block with his back from Sean Raggett inside the six-yard box, corner kick 1-0. Pompey going to play on because this is a counter-attacking opportunity and here's Curtis on the right-hand side, two with him at the moment. What can Curtis do as he breaks into the penalty area? Curtis is shot, tipped over the bar as it by Trafford. No, it's already going over. And Jacobs turns it forward. And now there is a chance for Scarlett driving forward. Scarlett into the box. And he's slowed down and challenged by the defender. And the chance goes. Williams into the box. Header is wide of the target. Decent opportunity. Definitely Bolton's best of the second half. But it's wide and still only one. Minute. You can't say in the whole game, well, so far, not 81 minutes, 82 minutes, that Portal haven't had opportunities. They've had plenty. Looks for Curtis. I think he's offside. Trafford's headed it away. He's off his line. A shot from Bishop. He's just going to go over the bar. Two defenders trying to get back. Needs Hackett to make a run down the touchline. Hackett does just that. He's taking on Santos. He's coming in field. He's got away from Santos. And he's into the penalty area. And Hackett's shot is well saved. The ricochet is going to fall for Hume. Edge of the area. Goes to Pack. That's the closest Pompey have come in this second half. It is Bolton Wanderers who progress to the quarterfinals of the EFL Trophy. And it is Portsmouth who continue to look and find a way to get a victory. Every second of the action is right here. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. The highlights there from Tuesday night then as Pompey were dumped out of this season's Papa John's Trophy at the quarterfinal stage thanks to a 1-0 defeat to Bolton Wanderers at the University of Bolton Stadium. John Daddy Budvarsen scoring the goal to separate the two teams um, in that one. Okay, joining me alongside uh, tonight to uh, go for all of the events of that one and to preview what is going to be yet another trip to the University of Bolton Stadium. I've got two more Pompey fans on the show between now and 7 o'clock to give their, first, uh, their thoughts first and foremost 
foremost, please welcome onto the show. And a very good evening to Mr. Sam Stone. Sam, how are you, my friend? Good evening, Jake. Hope you're all good. Yeah, um, I feel it feels like absolute madness, but getting on a train early tomorrow morning, heading up to Bolton. Uh, yeah, don't know why I'm doing it. Don't know, but that's being a Pompey fan in it. You've got it's got to be done. <laughs> uh, blind optimism, eh? Oh yes, I think we are all uh, cast under that spell, aren't we, Sam? And a fair play to each of I think there's 304 Pompey fans who made the journey up to Bolton on Tuesday night for what was ultimately and quite frankly uh, a really pathetic performance uh, in the Papa John's Trophy. Full credit to all of them, and uh, and even more so to those, of course, travelling up tomorrow for the league fixture as well. Alongside yourself, Sam, we do have um, Hugh Bunce uh, from the PO4 uh, BO forecast. Hugh, a very good evening. Good evening to you too, Jake. It's uh, good to be back on the show. It's been a while and uh, I've come at a time of utter turmoil, it seems. <laughs> you come at a time where I don't think things could really get any worse, could they, Hugh? Um, Pompey with only one league win from their last 14 attempts without a victory in all competition in the last seven. Um, dumped out of the Papa John's Trophy without a manager. They've had their goalkeeper recalled by West Bromwich Albion. And, of course, Josh Caroma sent back uh, to his parent club, um, Huddersfield Town. Where on earth do Pompey go from here, Here, Well, we need to get a new manager, don't we? So yeah, I think we're all... Start waiting for that appointment you see everyone online on twitter sort of talking about who it's going to be um but at the same time you don't want to rush this decision it's a huge decision to make isn't it about who we get to be the next manager but i'm hoping the chaos is going to lead to something here you know i'm, I'm happy that josh caroma has gone back and you know josh has been okay but maybe we can find someone better and Sam, in regards to the new manager search or the new head coach search, whatever it may be, it has dragged on now to, well, well over a week since the departure of Danny Cowley was announced to be exact um, 11 days since uh, last Monday's news. And we haven't really heard too much in regards to who necessarily the favourite would be. We know the likes of Liam Manning, Chris Wilder, Ian Foster are probably the three names you'd associate more commonly um, to be likely to be filling in that role. In your opinion, Sam, who do you think would be the best suit? Well, as you say, it's interesting there hasn't been much come out regarding who, who the club are actually after. I don't actually think that's a bad thing. I mean, we see you know, in the Premier League these days, rumours come out, especially from like Manchester United, for example, that, you know, the rumours get leaked and that ends up having an impact on on transfers going through and new managers getting jobs. So I don't think it's a bad thing that um, we aren't hearing too much. It seems to be mainly on, on the bookies' odds and that seems to be quite volatile at the moment. Um, initially, when when we, the, Cowley was sacked, I was quite keen on Liam Richardson. I thought he'd be a good fit, but obviously he's not too keen on, on returning and but for me now I've kind of changed my mind a little bit that you know we've seen what Kieran McKenna's done at Ipswich I know he's had a big budget but that maybe that younger coach to come in um, potentially be given their first shot at management could be a shout we've seen it work before Neil Critchley at Blackpool was a good example um, with, with, uh, with the Blackpool job being his first proper job as a manager and now he's an established championship manager with QPR so that potentially could be the route to go down especially with there being a director of football at the club now. Mm. Hugh, in, in your opinion, which of these names stands out to you the most? Or, or have you got a thought about someone else who's perhaps not even been mentioned yet? It's difficult, isn't it? Because with the model we've got, Jake, I don't see, I know a lot of the fans want to get Chris Wilder in. I don't really see that working out. 
you know, if it does happen, then great. But he's got to look at the track record he's had over there at, you know, issues then at Middlesbrough when he was potentially linked to Burnley. And, you know, he was sort of one of those coaches that was looking to step up and have quite a lot of control around the club. I know people are quite down on, on getting, say, Liam Manning in. But again, he's a coach that comes in who's used to that structure. MK Dons do have the same structure of director of football and transfers going on there. So in my opinion, not too bad a shout. And then I think Daryl Clark from Port Vale wouldn't be a bad shout either. A really infectious sort of character around the dressing room who can maybe bring these players together. And he's overachieved a lot there at Port Vale. So I'd be quite happy to get Daryl Clark in as well. Don't forget to get in touch on social media as well if you want to have your say between now and seven. Linda Mail on the email says, Our season's certainly come off the rails and at the moment it looks like another wasted season. A lot of our players have gone missing since October and this cost the Cowleys their jobs. The fighting commitment has only uh, been seen in the odd match at Ipswich and Spurs, for example, which was a three-hit in itself. We only created one chance at Tottenham with the one shot on target. Bolton was another dismal display, Linda continues, ending with the chances that was created at Bolton not taken because we're just not clinical enough in front of goal. This is the regulation form and uh, not promotion form. Play at Pompey. Thank you very much to Linda for getting in touch on tonight's show. Dave Byrne also on the emails. Uh, Good evening, Jake. He says, oh dear, I find myself playing FIFA 23 more and more just to get some pleasure from watching Pompey play and win matches. Only listened to the Bolton game, but the combination of Andy, Guy and your own post-match summary gave me a complete picture of it all and I am now doing my best to consign it to a bin full of bad performances and memories. When I say full, that bin really is overflowing now. Regardless, I remain convinced, in brackets deluded, uh, that we will do much better at the same venue this Saturday. One all draw, says Dave Byrne on the emails, who continues by saying, RE the managerial appointment, it seems that Liam Manning is a real possibility, and the fact that Ian Foster is apparently interested was unexpected. I still favour Chris Wilder, but we shall see. Player Pompey says Dave enlists uh, on the emails. Thank you to Dave and Linda for getting in touch. Uh, Lydia Lyons on Twitter has got in touch. Is going for a blind 2-0 victory for Pompey at Bolton in the league uh, this Saturday. Thank you to Lydia for getting in touch. Part-timer at Kinto, of course, uh, one of my colleagues there. Thank you very much for having your say on the footblower here this evening. OK, don't forget it. If you want to get in touch between now and seven, like those guys have, all the usual ways can be found on our website, expressfm.com. But before we get to any more of those, let's hear the thoughts of interim head coach Simon Bassey. He spoke to Max Swatton after the full-time whistle on Tuesday night. Well, Bassey, one of defeat at Bolton. What's your verdict? Yeah, obviously uh, disappointed with the, with the result. Um, second half thought we made a real game of it. And probably just had a bit of final quality in the final third let us down. You know, really disappointed with the goal. Um, from our point of view, we've got to defend that better. Um, you know, it's our it's our throw we can see. It's, it's um, yeah, really poor on the turnover there. Um, and I thought first half we never really quite stepped up enough. They got in between us a little bit, and, and I thought we was off it with our energy. Um, second half, I thought much better. Step right on, um, a lot more aggressive uh, in our duels, and, and I thought we turned the ball over a lot. Um, yeah, but ultimately not. Never had enough quality to to uh, work the keeper enough or produce that final bit of, um, final pass that we need. One nil down at the break. What was your message at half time? Yeah, just exactly that. Like I say, I thought we were we were half a yard off it. They got in between us. Uh, I don't think we were brave enough with our with our energy. Um, and 
yeah, we, we spoke about that and I wanted us to play higher up the pitch and be more aggressive. Um, I thought it worked, as I say, turned it, turned it over, forced them to go a bit longer. Second half, we won the duels um, on the halfway line, picked the ball up and, and, and on several occasions we were one pass away from, from being in, but we just didn't have that quality today. How disappointing is it to be at this competition specifically, especially with the prospect of a trip to Wembley as well? Really disappointed, as I said to the boys. I told him in the meeting today, set-piece meeting, you know, don't come here and lose on a set-piece, and, and we've come here and lost on a set-piece. You know, big days, they want big days. They like the big occasion of Saturday. They had a chance to go to Wembley and uh, have another one of them, and, and they're not now because they can't defend. We didn't defend right from a set-piece, and, and we all have to take responsibility for that, me and them. Back here on Saturday, what work needs to be done between now and then in order to try and get a result on Saturday? Yeah, well, a lot of rev- we'll have to review the game, obviously, um, and recover. And again, you know, just see what we've got in terms of numbers, in terms of fitness-wise, uh, to pick the best team to come and play with the, the energy that's needed. The post-match thoughts of Simon Bassey from the midweek defeat to Bolton Wanderers in the Papa John's Trophy. Sam Stone and Hugh Bunce alongside me tonight uh, to talk all things Pompey between now and 7 o'clock. Hugh, not exactly the um, the most positive task we could have been dealt with this week. Um, a defeat to Bolton, the trophy, Hugh. Um, we know that the competition is not Pompey's bread and butter this season. We know that. But did you kind of watch the Blues go to Bolton and just think... Can we just have a good performance rather than necessarily the victory? And, and did you come away from that game disappointed like many? Yeah, disappointed. But let's be honest, Bolton are a good team. And even if they rotate, they're still going to be a very good team as well. And I think it's one of those things really, Jake, isn't it? Where until we've got some more players in, a new manager, and, and, and really a system where the players are can actually excel in we're, we're going to see more of the same I think especially when you're playing top teams around and in the playoffs like Bolton it just went to show really how if you move the ball a lot quicker like we were earlier in the season you get runners you get movement off the ball you're going to get a goal at the end of the day and that's what Pompey have been lacking isn't it since the start of the season there's no movement around the midfield there's no mm. options going forward and everything's so very slow it's just too predictable yeah. Okay, don't forget, Pompey fans, if you want to get in touch, all the usual ways, 81400, our text number here at Express. Start your messages with the word Express. Send those to 81400. You can email sport at expressfm.com, use at expressfm on Twitter, or of course, find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. More reaction to come from myself, Sam, and Hugh. And of course, a preview of Pompey's trip to Bolton to come when the football hour returns after this quick break. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. Go by bus. Go greener with Stagecoach. Next stop, a cleaner, greener future. Did you know that if we all ditch the car and switch to a bus just once a month for a year, we'd save the UK 2 million tonnes of CO2? Switch to bus, because by switching, you can make a big difference. Get on board a Stagecoach bus for a cleaner, greener future. For more information, go to switchtobus.com. This is the Football Hour, 93.7.
Express FM. Welcome back to part two of tonight's instalment of the Football Hour here on 93.7 Express FM, driven to you as always by Stagecoach across the South. You can visit their website right now, stagecoachbus.com, to find out even more information on the services they can provide in your area, as well as what they are doing to make their transportation services cleaner and greener. Between now and seven o'clock, myself, Jake Smith, alongside Sam Stone and Hugh Bunce to go through all things Pompey. And uh, we've discussed a little bit in detail um, Tuesday's defeat to Bolton Wanderers and the Papa John's Trophy. Sam, um, quite frankly, not something I want to dwell upon for, for, for too much longer. However, what I will say is, Sam, that, that, that showing at, at Bolton after what has been a difficult week behind the scenes at the club, supporters, of course, frustrated with a lack of a, a manager be, a manager being appointed, performances on the pitch as well. Going to Bolton, yes, the Papa John's Trophy, not the bread and butter for the Blues this season. But there just seemed to be no real, no real fight, no real urgency to put on any sort of display for the 300 or so Pompey fans up there. And whilst it's not something to lose much sleep over... Very, very annoying. Yeah, and also as well, it comes after the, the the good performance at Tottenham in the FA Cup. And, you know, we saw the players there kind of stand up to some some of the best players in the Premier League. And it took a matter like a magic moment from probably the best striker in the world to, to win the game for Tottenham in the end. And, and that performance on on Tuesday, just chalk and cheese, wouldn't recognise it. Um, and it kind of just throws all of that out the window, you know, the players got in a huddle after the game, feels like they were together trying to show a bit of unity. Um, but that wasn't the case uh, um, on Tuesday night. And it's interesting to say, obviously, maybe not in, don't want to run in the Papa John's trophy. I mean, where's our season going? For for me, I think promotion's a real long shot now. Getting in the playoffs is an extreme long shot. And even if we did get in the playoffs, you know, one of Ipswich, Plymouth or Sheffield Wednesday will be in there as well. So I can't see us going up this year. Um, so for me, even, a trip to Wembley wouldn't have been a bad thing mm. in that in that um, in that competition because what else are we going to get out this season? At the moment, it's about ensuring we're not dragged into a relegation battle and building for next year because um, I just don't see any sort of positive out- outcome promotion wise. So that's why it is disappointing. The players should have seen that as an opportunity to to you know get get the fans invested in something, getting gets looking forward to something. We saw how incredible Portsmouth Football Club are on Saturday at Tottenham. Mm. Um and there could have been another opportunity to do that again at Wembley in the final if we had made it there. But yeah, for me it just kind of made that Tottenham game just put it to bed very quickly, yeah. forgotten about and the negative feeling straight back around the club. Are those feelings and emotions something you also share, Hugh, in regards to Pompey's season at the moment? It doesn't seem too hopeful of promotion at the end of this campaign. Could a, a trip to Wembley and the potential of some silverware at the end of it not ease the pain, um, but but you know gone some way to give Pompey fans to shout about this season? No, not really. I don't think it would gloss over anything you know we've been there done that and let's be honest we all like a nice day out don't we we had a great time away at Tottenham that was a good laugh and stuff but you know there's too many problems of the club right now that a day out at Wembley is not just not going to solve is mm. it so what we need to do now is focus on getting this squad together and I'm sure we'll come on to Jake talking about a few potential options in, in a bit about what players you should be bringing in Exactly, uh, and and pretty much where we go from now, Hugh. In regards to the departures, we'll start with Josh Griffiths. Uh, what was, was announced to have been recalled 
by West Bromwich Albion, leaving Pompey with just one senior goalkeeper, that being Josh Oluwayimi, who of course has featured for Pompey in the Papa John's Trophy itself this season, but not on Tuesday night when they took on Bolton Wanderers in the quarter-final. And of course, Josh Caroma was sent back by Pompey to his parent club, Huddersfield Town, meaning that potentially a new forward or a wide player could be brought in between now and the end of a January transfer window. We'll come on to Hugh uh, yourself in regards to, first of all, Josh Griffith being recalled by West Brom and Chalbion. Is that something or a player you think that Pompey are going to particularly miss between now and the end of the campaign? He started the season with absolutely, into the last month or so, some really terrible stats and underlying numbers on goals prevented. He was down in the bottom five in the league and that was because of things like one-on-one saves that he just didn't come up with those big saves. And to be fair to Josh, more recently he had come up with a few bigger saves, but there are better goalkeepers out there, I think, that we can get in. Whether that's now in January is is to be seen. But you've got the likes of, for instance, Arthur Okawayu, um, who's at Crew. Well, he's he's basically on loan from Arsenal, 10 mm-hmm. clean sheets, fantastic distribution. He's athletic, he commands his area. Um, I was talking to Gabe Sutton, uh, who came on our podcast last week, and he says that he thinks he's got the ability to be the Arsenal number one in the future. I think these are the kind of players now that you know, for all the promise that Josh Griffiths had, it just didn't really work out at Portsmouth. And we need to be looking for a keeper a bit more on the Okonwayu sort of uh, thought pattern, really. Yeah. Um, Sam, in regards to Josh Griffiths, uh, a player who'd come under quite a bit of scrutiny and criticism on social media from Pompey fans throughout the entire uh, of the campaign so far, um, Josh Griffiths, um, is he a player you think we could have done with between now and the end of the season. Of course, we know with the situation in regards to the goalkeeping options on a technicality, yes, numbers-wise, we could have very much have done with Josh Griffiths. But do you think that he's someone that the Blues, whether we, we bring in a new head coach sooner or, or later, do you think he's replaceable? Do you think we can get a better, a, a better option in? Yeah, it's an interesting one with Josh Griffiths because I actually, I, I felt at times he potentially harshly criticised. I know he made some some errors at times, um, but for, for me, when the, the, there's a disconnect between the fans and him, you could see the fans getting on his back. And I feel like at Pompey in particular, it can get pretty bad at times. And he's a young keeper. Um, and obviously, it said West Brom recalled him, but there's probably a mutual agreement there mm. for him to go back. But yeah, on the face of it, I mean, he, he is a 21-year-old keeper. He's had three loan spells now in, in League 1 and 2. We're sending him back and we've, at the moment, we haven't got, I, I assumed when we send him back, there'd be an immediate replacement in for mm. for Saturday. But they cleared, that clearly wasn't the case. And at the moment, we, we've got a keeper who's never played a EFL game yeah. and has only played five professional games in his career. So for me, that's that that that's a really bad position to be in. Um, that's yeah. I just assumed a keeper would come back in. I mean, for the long run, longer term, if another keeper comes in, I'm sure we can we um, we can pick up a keeper who is potentially better than Griffiths, or who could maybe sign and we could actually develop and own. Um, but for the short term, it is a bit of a concerning concerning decision. I'm not, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. But yeah, we've just got to hope that the uh, keeper comes in between now and hopefully straight after the Bolton game. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to the word replacement and uh, really contingency plans uh, for Pompey, uh, that is something that you guys back home on social media are getting in touch about, uh, particularly John Randall uh, on the emails. who says, I've no problem with management getting rid of Danny Cowley. He'd been given a decent go at it, uh, but it was going backwards. But what I do have a problem is with seeing as everyone and his dog is known for a while, but it was only a matter of time before Cowley went. 
Why have the club not lined up two or three candidates who they could have thoroughly vetted before they dispensed of the Cowleys instead of wasting this important January transfer window? Uh, play up Pompey, uh, previously of Gosport, now in Wales. Thank you, John, uh, for getting in touch with the show this evening. Hugh, back onto the managerial situation in, um, in response, really, to uh, John's email there. Um, difficult one. In, in your opinion, the two ways you can go about it as a football club, if you are to dismiss a manager because you know the performances and the results aren't quite what they should be on the pitch, you're looking for a new manager. And yes, as supporters, we want the club to have as much of a plan as possible uh, when it comes to replacements. But on the flip side of that, Hugh, do you think that if, if the club had a, an immediate replacement lined up, ready to go, is that not somewhat of a kick in the teeth to Danny Cowley? Yeah, it could have been seen as a kick in the teeth, I suppose. But I think what fans need to consider is, you know, with Rich Hughes as as the sporting director, a bit like with recruitment, they've always got their finger on the pulse of, you know, which managers they would like and which they, you know, and when drawing up a list, I don't think it's now, okay, Danny Cowley's gone. Now we have to start looking around and we don't know who we're going to get. I think people like Rich Hughes would have already been having at the back of his mind just who is available on the market, a lot, lot, lot they do with players. I, I think it's a smart decision not not to rush into it now, to talk to the right candidates and make sure we, we get the right person in charge. Let's be honest, we're not, we're not in and around the playoffs. And as Sam said earlier on, it's not as if we're going to get promoted this season. We, you know, we're in mid-table and if it takes an extra week to make the right appointment and to do the right due diligence, I don't really have a problem with that. It's just about closing out the January transfer window. So that's the only immediate worry I've got, which is being able to get the players in in order for us to have an okay end to the season. But as far as you know, having them ready to go as such, it's not quite as simple as that, I don't think. No. Uh, in, in regards to the, the transfer window then, Sam, pretty much halfway through it now, the 13th of January, we now sit on. Um, we've seen Riley Towler brought in from Bristol City on a permanent three-and-a-half-year contract. Um, he's eligible, of course, for tomorrow's trip to Bolton in the league. Um, with this sporting director, director of football, Richard Hughes, now implemented at Fratton Park, this is his first transfer window. We know that the direction that Portsmouth Football Club want to head in is that of the head coach, so that perhaps recruitment, when it comes to a time where like in Danny Cowley's situation, a manager or a head coach is dismissed, we've got the sporting director with the same sort of plan, the same sort of direction to keep on that path and, and bring in the replays and recruit like you would with or without a head coach. Do you think that's a positive that Pompey have got, regardless of the managerial situation? We've got a sporting director who knows exactly the kind of play that he wants and that the club want this team to go forward with yeah I think it's a massive positive um we've seen it work in the Premier League you know Brighton and Brentford um and, and you know they've had great success and they punch well above their weight um when you consider the money that's in the top flight so I think long term it is a really good move and it's a smart move but the issue is is for Portsmouth fans in particular we want we want that short-term fix we want that short-term kind of success and sometimes that can be the issue and I just do think it will take time also as well it must be said this is the first appointment with that Cullen and Hughes are going to make together um, obviously Danny Cowley was was appointed when Mark Catlin was there and so it's and this is the first time they're going to be able to select a manager and I feel like this will be maybe a change of direction for the club a little bit 
Um, and the first time they can really imprint what they see the long-term vision being. But yeah, as you say, I think it's a big positive and in a situation like this, it does really help. Mm. When it comes to Liam Manning um, here, I want to get your thoughts on this one because there's been a, a a bit of a mixed reaction on social media because it does it does appear at this stage that Liam Manning is potentially Pompey's favourite um, for the job. But a tweet here from Daniel who says, a manager who lost 10 out of his 14 in League One last season, um, a worse record than Danny Cowley, is about to be our new head coach. He says it's a disaster, but he was responded by Tom Dubber, who says, if we're ruling out managers based purely on the last few weeks of their previous role, we're going to rule out an awful lot of managers, including... Chris Wilder, who, um, of course, is a lot of Pompey fans' favourite at the moment due to his experience in the game. Hugh, is that a valid point? If we're going to be ruling out managers based upon the end of their previous careers at club, then you're ruling out pretty much everyone available. If if they're currently available and they've got a decent record at their previous club, well, quite frankly, they wouldn't be available, right? Yeah, exactly. And that also comes down to if they're willing to pay a fee to a manager into in a club position but i said this before and i think liam manning is a sort of high risk high reward appointment he did really well last season if he told me at the end of the summer that he was going to be the next head coach and we had a, a vacancy i've been very happy with it you know mk don's lost a lot of very good players in the summer and i think a lot of us who are looking at it underestimated how much impact that would have on the squad you look over the years, they've lost you know, Ethan Laird, right back, who now plays with QPR as one of their best players. Obviously, Harry Darling at centre-back is, is absolutely exceptional in the championship. And you've got Scott Twine as well, who, you know, everyone who's watched League One knew how much he lit it up. And there were other players as well. So, again, he, as the head coach, he didn't have complete control over the players mm. he brought in. And having a look at them play, they just haven't quite been good enough. I think for Pompey fans, it's whether this style of play that MK Dons play and Pompey fans have to be a little bit patient with it. If he does come in, you know, the MK Dons hold on to the ball quite a long time. It's a lot of short passes, sequences. Oh, yeah. They don't press up the pitch that high as well. Looking at the stats into the fifth least pressing team in the league as well. So it's something that Pompey fans would have to get used to a lot. And I know there was a lot of pressure on the cook of, you know, Pompey fans are very unhappy sometimes with us plodding the ball around. It will be a lot more of that. If, if Manning comes in. But as we said last season, he did really well with it. And to be honest, MK Dons probably should have got promoted. Yeah. And a lo- I've seen a lot of criticism in regards to social, uh, to Liam Manning, sorry, on social media, that perhaps the, the second season at, at MK Dons, when they were, well, are currently at the moment fighting at the wrong end of the table, well, MK Dons in the summer did lose a lot of their key, key players, including Scott Twine, uh, to Burnley, one of the notable names uh, leaving Stadium MK. And it's it's difficult to to work on that losing your best players but um, Harvey Marks on Twitter says I don't get how certain fans are saying with their chest what a terrible appointment when our same fans were happy with the Kenny jacket and even Danny Cowley appointments maybe just maybe uh, fans with zero experience in football don't quite know what they're talking about Harvey Marks continues by saying some appointments may look better on paper but turn out to flop i.e. jacket. There's no guarantee the same won't have happened to say if Chris Wilder had come here. No guarantee with anyone. We simply can only wait and find out. Scary, says Harvey Marks on Twitter. Sam, I think he's quite rather, you know, hit the nail on the head there. Kenny Jacket, I think, when he was appointed back in 2017 after the departure of Paul Cook. Um, 
for many fans, myself included, seemed to be a very, very positive appointment with his CV, his managerial record, getting clubs out of League One. It seemed to be the step in the right direction for Pompey. We all know how that ended. So do we, as supporters, whilst we can have our concerns and our opinions, of course, do we quite simply have to, and forgive me for the lack of a better phrase, just trust the process? Yeah, well, I, I, it's an interesting. You said about Kenny Jacket. Obviously, it didn't end well the last two seasons, but we did nearly get promoted in, in the in the city's second season. We were very close to it. Um, but yeah, the, with there being a sporting director director now, I do trust that process a little bit more. I think um, as opposed to when Jacket and uh, Danny Cowley were appointed, it just felt maybe just kind of a, a stab in the dark or a, there was no, didn't really feel maybe there was a process behind it. Maybe a little bit more so the Cowley appointment. It felt it was a bit more longer term thinking there. Um, but now with, with Richard Tuesday, I'm a, I, I feel like I've got a little bit more trust, but mm. I would like them to get a move on. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Um, 81400, our text number here at Express. If you want to get in touch, start your messages with the word Express as well. Let us know who you think the next Pompey manager or head coach should be at Fratton Park. Do you think Josh Oluwewi is ready to start in goal for the Blues for tomorrow's league trip to Bolton? Well, at the moment, there's no real other choice because no other signing has been made following the departure of Josh Griffiths, recalled by West Bromwich Albion earlier in the week. You can also email sport at expressfm.com if you want to get in touch, or you can tweet us at expressfm if you're on Twitter. Okay, so from Bolton now to, well, Bolton. The Blues are going back to the University of Bolton Stadium this weekend, just four days after they were defeated by the Trotters in the Papa John's Trophy in the quarter-final stages. Through to the semi-finals now are Ian Everts side, as are Atkinson Stanley. They beat Lincoln City on penalties after a two-all draw. Plymouth Argyle defeated Bristol Rovers by two goals to nil, and Cheltenham Town also through to the semis with a 3-1 win over 2020 finalists Salford City. Um, before we look ahead to the next game at the University of Bolton Stadium, including Pompey and Bolton, let's take a revised look into what ha- the opposition has to offer for this weekend's match. Here is this week's opposition with our very own Mason Jordan. Has anyone got deja vu? It's back to Bolton for the Blues this weekend, following Tuesday night's 1-0 defeat to the Trotters in the Papa John's Trophy. Pompey Live, this week's opposition. Interim boss Simon Bassey took Pompey to the University of Bolton Stadium just a few days ago, and now it's time to return. This time, League One matters on the agenda. It's time to take another look into the side-chasing promotion to the Championship. Manager. Bolton are guided by former Chesterfield and Blackpool defender Ian Everett. The 41-year-old was confirmed as the new head coach in July of 2020 after a week of uncertainty with Bolton's initial approach to nab him off of Barrow rejected by the League 2 outfit. Both sides were able to agree a compensation fee for around a quarter of a million pounds just a few days later. Although Everett lost his first four competitive games in charge of the Trotters, he was able to lead them to a successful season in the fourth tier, winning automatic promotion on the final day of the season following a 4-1 victory over Crawley Town. 
His role was changed from head coach to manager after just six months at the helm and he has since gone on to record 65 wins from 139 competitive games in charge. One to watch. The Trotters have recently signed 23-year-old forward Dan Unlundulu on a loan deal until the end of the season from Southampton. Unlundulu has spent the first half of this campaign on loan with Cheltenham Town, scoring four goals in 23 league appearances. He's also contributed to three league assists and one goal in the Papa John's Trophy this season. As a result, he was cup-tied for Tuesday's game at the University of Bolton Stadium. Top scorer. Since arriving midway through last season, 27-year-old striker Dion Charles has been a revelation for Bolton. The striker joined on a three-and-a-half-year deal for a reported fee of around £320,000 in January of 2021. That was from League One rivals Accrington Stanley. He since found the back of the net on 19 occasions for the Trotters. Charles has this season scored eight league goals as well as two in the Papa John's Trophy and one in the Carabao Cup. More strikes than any of his teammates so far. Current form. Ian Everts' side are doing quite well in League One this season, currently sitting fifth in the table after 25 games, 10 points ahead of the Blues in 13th. They're unbeaten in six across all competitions, now with their most recent outing, a 1-0 victory over Pompey at the University of Bolton Stadium in midweek, a result which saw them progress into the semi-finals of the Papa John's Trophy. Can the Blues exact a bit of revenge on Bolton after Tuesday's defeat? All of the unmissable action on Pompey Live. A look ahead to tomorrow's game of the University of Bolton Stadium, then familiar opponents for the Blues, for Trotters of Bolton Wanderers for the second time this week week and for the second time this week away from the home full credit to all of the Pompey fans who will be making both trips to that ground this week after the break we'll get more reaction from both Sam and Hugh as we preview this weekend's league match we'll go through some more text tweets and emails from you guys back home and we'll also hear more from Simon Bassey this time his pre-match interview ahead of the Blues trip to Bolton Wanderers he's been talking about what the squad have been up to in the past few days since the midweek defeat at Bolton and what they're doing to prepare for another trip there it's been a hectic schedule. We're not blessed with um, lots of players at the minute, so we're asking a lot of people to go again. So, yes, yeah, keep as much freshness in the group as I think is important as we face another away game and a tough challenge. Do join us for the final time tonight when the Football Hour returns in just a few moments' time. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Whether you're out with your mates, catching the latest blockbuster, or just enjoying late night bus rides, from 7pm every day, you can take advantage of a Night Rider ticket, taking you from A to B and everywhere in between. Simply purchase your Night Rider ticket on the bus or using the Stagecoach app to get unlimited travel anywhere on the whole of the Stagecoach South for just £2.50. The world is your oyster. Visit stagecoachbus.com for timetable and ticket information. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Good evening. Welcome back for the final time tonight to the Football Hour here on Express FM. Brought to you, as always, by Stagecoach Across the South. Download their app right now from either the Apple app or Google Play Store. Simply search for Stagecoach Stagecoach in either one of those app stores to download their app right now. You can track your bus and even prepay for your ticket as well. Myself, Sam Stone and Hugh Bunce alongside you for the next 15 minutes or so as we come to a conclusion for this evening's edition of the Football Hour. Looking ahead to Pompey's trip to Bolton Wanderers 
in League One, just four days after they made the trip to Bolton Wanderers in the Papa John's Trophy. Um, a bit of news from around the division, lads, is that um, former Pompey goalkeeper Craig McGillivray has uh, this afternoon left Charlton Athletic. He has joined Burton Albion on a permanent deal. So Craig McGillivray, um, a goalkeeper, of course, has left Charlton Athletic and he joins Burton Albion for a new adventure. Sam, Pompey in need of a new goalkeeper. Would Craig McGillivray have been a good option? Um, I think that might have been might be a one that's probably probably for the past. I'd say, obviously, a great keeper for us. But um, you'd like to think after after having Gavin Bazuda in goal last season, we're potentially looking at a, the more a more modern goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. I think I'd like to say one who could maybe play with their feet a little bit more and have decent distribution as well. Um, so certainly better than Griffiths if we can if we can land a player like that. Yeah, uh, let's get the latest odds then for the next Pompey head coach. Uh, Liam Manning currently eleven to ten favourite as it stands. Ian Foster, uh, former assistant under Paul Cook between twenty fifteen and uh, twenty sixteen. Current uh, England under nineteen's head coach. He is second favourite five to two. Daryl Clark's risen up to third. He's currently at Port Vale at seven to two. Chris Wilder six to one, and. Uh, yeah, a few others behind Grant McCann, Liam Richardson now 25 to 1. Robbie Keane declared his interest at the weekend. We know about that 25 to 1, as is Lee Bradbury. Uh, Luke Williams, uh, a reported um, target for Danny, uh, for, for Pompey, of course, uh, for that head coach role to succeed Danny Cowley at Fratton Park. We believe that he's signed a new contract at Notts County and he's very happy with the National League pace setters. He's now at 33. To one. Um, moving on now to more of the the team news. Uh, Josh Caroma recalled, or rather taken back by Huddersfield Town after Pompey's decision to send him back. We mentioned that in the previous part of the show. Hugh, where does Pompey go from here in regards to transfers to, to try and fill those boots? So is a new striker needed? Is a new winger needed? Is a whole new kind of facelift of that entire attack needed? Really. Yeah, well, Josh Caroma, I just didn't really understand where his best position was, to be honest. And he's another player who's playing on his off wing, which made us play very narrow. I think the key positions we need now, really, is we need a right-sided centre-back who can pass the ball. I think we're very slow getting the ball out, and that really starts the back, especially if you're playing in a three and you've got Morrison out there. He doesn't look too comfortable passing the ball out of the back, although he did all right at Spurs. And, you know, looking looking for players we could get, maybe... um, Terence Vakunin from Stevenage, 25, likes to play the ball quite a lot at the back. He'd be quite good. He, can, he has played right back. He can play in the centre as well. Uh, he was outstanding versus Villa the other day. Looked composed with the ball at his feet. Would need to pay a fee though. So some question marks for that. And then again, up front, maybe Aruba Sal from AFC Wimbledon, mm, yeah. if we could pick him up. Um, obviously he can play as a cam, a second striker, a right wing or left, but he's got that free, if he gets that freedom to drop in, link up play, you can really get something out of nothing. He is being looked at by other clubs as well, but I don't think he's quite ready to step up to the championship. So they would be my two picks, I think for now. Mm. Uh, let's get some more reaction uh, on social media then Mockers uh, says I think Pompey are more likely to appoint Shirley Bassey Brendan Foster Gene Wilder or Bernard Manning as head coach uh, shopping at Poundland these days says Mockers um, on Twitter thank you for getting uh, in touch um, Sam the search for a new head coach continues then um, 
Chris Wilder, of course, one of the options we mentioned just a few moments ago. We've spoken a lot about Liam Manning so far. Chris Wilder, of course, would bring that sort of experience to the club. In your opinion, would he be the right fit? Albeit, we know the CV speaks for itself, but in regards to you know the whole sporting director appointment with Richard Hughes, but the, the, the sort of ethics and the, the ethos the club wants to go in at the moment, would Chris Wilder actually be a good fit in that position? It, the honest answer would be no, and it's a disappointing one to say that because I feel like he's, he's, a, he's a manager who'd really get Pompey and he's obviously complimented the club in the past. Apparently he's open to a move to come to Frasson Park or he's interested in talking to Portsmouth about the job. Um, obviously worked miracles at Sheffield United um, when he got them promoted to the Premier League. Didn't quite work out at Middlesbrough, but again, had issues with the board there. Transfer, decision-making. Um, the issue I'd have, and he also had some problems as well when he left Sheffield United when he, when he, when he was sacked from the position there. So the issue I'd have with the Chris Wilder appointment, like Hugh mentioned earlier, is that he he will expect to be backed, and he'll he'll want control over transfers, um, and he'll want to take he he'll see taking the Pompey job as an opportunity to get mm. back into the championship and then progress his career again. I mean, I wouldn't be against that happening because it means Pompey getting back in the championship, um, but I don't necessarily think it's going to be a good fit, particularly with the ownership. I'd yeah. say the ownership for me would be the main one because he's not he's not going to be well. The Eisens haven't really been big spenders in the last couple of seasons and I can't see that changing soon um, and I couldn't see that changing Do you think the in the long term goal Hugh whilst the likes of I don't know Chris Wilder Neil Warnock the experience they've got and the, the time they've had in the game might seem like a, a decent short term appointment do you think the long term ambitions of the club outweigh that kind of decision when it comes to you know do, do you appoint someone like Chris Wilder or Neil Warnock or do you actually get someone a bit younger um, with maybe a bit more potential like the likes of Liam Manning uh, Ian Foster as well do you think that is currently what is outweighing that that decision making as it stands yeah and I think it's it's the, the ethos of the club across at the moment isn't it driven by the club and they are very slow build aren't they and I know Rich Hughes looks at players and he's got a track record for Forest Green of bringing players in young players who maybe haven't made it up bigger teams academies and turning them into real gems and then either selling them on or, or keeping them playing in the team and i think that's the same for the manager really we don't want neil warnock coming in for six months you know that that's that's definitely not what we want yeah. we want a manager who can grow with the players and develop those players and take them forward and hopefully sign players who have the ability then to play in the championship as they grow with the team and yeah. the manager or head coach yeah uh, Sam Hugh thank you both very much we'll come on to get your final thoughts in just a few moments time but now here is Simon Bassey speaking to Max Watson yes again now previewing Pompey's next trip to Bolton Wanderers he was first asked that amongst all of the events unfolding and all of the eyes on the club at the moment how important it is for the team to keep focused on the task at hand this weekend yeah obviously it's all we control you know control the controllables and you know our jobs to to try and win football matches and we haven't done enough of that lately um, so certainly yeah to block out any outside uh, noise and, and what's going on and, and just really focus on going to Bolton, which is a tough place to go, and, and, and coming back with three points. What can you take from the other night in order to help you get the victory there on Saturday? A lot of encouragement, really. I thought, you know, after watching the game back, we was in, in a good place in the game. Um, conceded a really poor goal. Um, on top of that, you know, we give ourselves a mountain of climbing in. As I say, second half, lots of 
good opportunities without picking the right pass, finding that right bit of detail, and uh, that let us down on the night. And you know, unfortunately, we come away with a defeat. Um, but certainly from the second half performance, um, you know, we'll go there in a in a good place, and and hopefully we can pick the three points up. What's what was what did the rest of the week look like for the lads after after Tuesday? Like recovery, really. You know, it's uh, it's been a hectic schedule. We're not blessed with um, lots of players at the minute, so we're asking a lot of people to go again. Um, so yes, yeah, keep as much freshness in the group that I think is important um, as we face another away game uh, and a tough challenge. How did the side come out of Tuesday? What's the latest injury update you can provide? I suppose. Yep, yeah, nothing on top of uh, Tuesday, so nothing extra. Um, Clark Robertson's trained yesterday and and will be training today. Um, Tom Lowry and Joe Rafferty are seeing the specialists for the think hopefully the last time up in London today. Um, so we have hopefully for some positive news off of them too. Um, yeah, and we just keep moving on with what we have at the moment. I suppose, as you said, Clark Robertson retaining there, Owen Dale back from suspension as well. How much of a boost will they be to have? Yeah, two really good players, you know. It's a, any, I think most teams in this league, if you put Owen Dow and Clark Robinson in, it will get better. Um, so, yeah, positive to have them two back and, you know, we uh, they should help us hopefully come the weekend. And just on the subject of players, Josh Griffiths returned to West Bromwich Albion in the week. Obviously, we thank him for his efforts during his time in the club as well as Josh Caroma. But where does that leave you in a goalkeeping stance for the weekend? Yeah, obviously... Josh Olawemi is uh, at the moment, you know, our, our goalkeeper, and we've got every faith in Josh. You know, he's been brilliant since he came into the building. Um, we've got full confidence in Josh, so uh, yeah, it should be good going forward for him. How big of a challenge is it for Josh, and how important is it that he that he takes it as well? Well, it's a challenge for everyone. You know, I always say to them all, you know, it's not um, it's their job, you know, to when they get their chance to to take it and. You know, he gets his chance, so the rest of it's down to Josh, really. The pre-match thoughts of interim head coach Simon Bassiven ahead of the Blues trip to Bolton Wanderers in League One tomorrow afternoon, 3 o'clock. Kick-off at the University of Bolton Stadium. Coverage commences here on Pompey Live from 2 o'clock. Let's get the final thoughts off Sam and Hugh then. In around about 10 seconds, Sam, your score prediction, please, my friend. Uh will be positive one one <laughs> positive one all thank you very much sam it's been a pleasure as always cheers mate have a good one yet again in around about 10 seconds hugh your score prediction as well i'm going to go for two nil bolton until we get some more reinforcements in yeah. i can't see us getting anything we don't know we're going to score so yeah. two nil to the trotters that's fair enough i'd say that's pretty positive as well to be fair hugh thank you very much i'm going to go for a one nil pompey defeat all very positive here on the footblower pompey live returns tomorrow from two o'clock all the unmissable action this is Pompey Live. Portsmouth's run in the EFL Trophy came to an end away at Bolton. Here's Charles, if he looks up, there's a great chance for Williams. He's through a goal and he scores for Bolton. Pompey were careless from a set piece. Their attention now turns to another trip to Bolton, this time in League One. Join us for all of the unmissable action Saturday afternoon from 2. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. So do join us tomorrow evening from 2 o'clock then. Pompey versus Bolton Wanderers in 
League One. Can the Blues exact their revenge over the Trotters after the midweek defeat in the Papa John's Trophy quarter-final coverage commences, as you've just heard, from 2 o'clock with a 3 o'clock kickoff at the University of Bolton Stadium. OK, coming up here on Express FM, Express Floor Fillers with Connor Mosley returns right after the news at 7. That is all throughout the remainder of this evening. Tomorrow morning, if you're up around about 4 o'clock in the morning, you can listen back to this evening's edition of the Footblower, or you can simply head to our website, expressevent.com, in around about 30 minutes' time, or you can head to the Apple or Google podcast apps or Spotify to download and replay tonight's show, as well as all shows from the rest of the previous remainder of this season and the seasons beyond that as well. Tomorrow morning, a Saturday breakfast with Ian McGuinness between 8 and 11. Lily Park returns between 11. 11 and 2 and as we just mentioned Pompey Live is back on your airwaves between 2 and 6 o'clock to see if the Blues can return to winning ways in League 1 for the first time since October. It's Pompey vs Bolton Wanderers part 2 tomorrow afternoon from 2 o'clock. Have a great evening. Enjoy the rest of your weekend Pompey fans. Take care and play at Pompey. Good night. <laughs>